Well, good morning. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to go as long as my voice will allow it. Um, I was so thankful for the first part of September because I did not have the allergy issues that I normally have. Yeah, I spoke too soon on that one. Um, but guys, we're going to be kind of taking a little shift off of where we have been. We will be in Hebrews today, but we're only going to be hitting one verse. We're going to be skipping some verses. But God really hit me with something while I was away on our trip. And um, it's something that I really felt needed to be shared. Um, we've been talking a lot about shadows. We've been talking a lot about copies. And, and what it's talking about is it's, it's talking about things that were done in the former to help us understand what is being done now. Life is full of experiences. All of us have experiences every day. While we were on the trip, I had the great experience of Bucky's. <laughs> How many has been? Wow. Bucky's is one of those things that you're either going to love or you're going to hate. It's the only place that I've ever seen that has 100 gas pumps and you're still waiting in line. <laughs> for those who've never been to Bucky's, the best way for me to give you some insight to it is imagine if Quick Trip was 10 times the size that it is, and imagine they had a Black Friday sale. That is the best thing I can come up with with describing what the Bucky's experience is. Now, I'm not saying don't try it. Give it a try. Give it a try. But I promise you this, you will either love it because we've got some in our congregation who think it's the greatest place that's ever been made. And there's some in your congregation, including your pastor, who um, probably will not be going there ever again if I have to. Unless I run out of gas, that'll be the only way. But we've experienced many things in our life, but we've got to come to one conclusion about all of our experiences. None of our experiences compare to the time that we met Christ. When we met Christ, everything else that we had experienced in our life becomes subpar. Everything, everything. My relationship to Christ in comparison to my relationship to my wife, even though it's great, is still nowhere near comparing to meeting Christ. My boys, again, it's a great experience. It's an awesome experience. It's a privilege. But it doesn't even compare to Christ. Well, all throughout this, we've been talking about copies and shadows. And the scripture that we're going to land on today is in chapter 10, and we're only going to be hitting one chapter, one verse, because I really want us to spend some time looking at what he's talking about when he uses the word shadow. In verse one, he says, for the law, since it has only, since it was on, has only a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very form of the things, can never, by the same sacrifices which were offered continually year by year, 
make perfect those who draw near. So what's he talking about with the shadow? Eric, help me out here. Kill the stage light. Boys, you got your flashlights ready? You red eye? Shine them. A little bit lower. Thank you. A little bit higher. All right. Can everybody see that up there? What is that? Okay, if you were to have to describe that, how would you describe that shadow? What is it? It's big. Who said it's big? Your point number two, but we'll get there. We'll get there. It is. It's big. It's bigger than me. That's hard to believe, but it's bigger than me. What else is it? What's? It's dark. Oh my gosh, that's point number three. Can y'all guess point number one? Man. Man. Well, it is a resemblance or it is a reference to man. Keep them on. That shadow cast an image of me, but that shadow is not me. And not only that, that shadow would not exist. And a lot of people say, well, it wouldn't exist if you weren't here. No, that shadow wouldn't exist if there wasn't light. When we keep talking about shadows and copies, you can bring on the stage lights now. Has that one always been that bright? We could have just used that one right there. That would have been perfect. When we talk about shadows, we talk about something that is a reference to something. That shadow was a reference of me. That shadow did appear to be bigger than I am. But also, that shadow was a shadow of darkness. And all throughout Hebrews, that is what the writer is trying to get across to the people. The law, the things of former times are nothing but shadows. They're a resemblance or a reference. They seem bigger than what they are, but yet they're still confound to darkness. So let's talk about this. It's a resemblance. It's a resemblance. A shadow is a resemblance or a reference of the one casting the shadow. Do you realize that this world, this earth, this solar system, and this galaxy, all are merely shadows of things to come? It's hard for us to grasp this because it is so easy for us to get caught up in our day-to-day life. But this world, this earth, it was created simply as a mere shadow of things to come. This is not news to y'all. This earth is not the end. It's far from the end. But when God created it, and all of his sovereignty and all of his knowledge, he created it as a place that was good. He created it as a place that is amazingly fit for human life. But he also created it as a place to where he, he 
could commune with his creation. Think about it for a minute. Before the fall, how did Adam interact with God? Face to face. He knew him. He walked with him. He talked to him and he got to hear God talk back to him. He experienced him, the fullness of him. Adam and Eve were completely without sin. And this earth originally was created as a place to resemble the things that are to come. While we were on our trip, we got to, um, we got to spend a couple of days at Kennedy Space Center. And if you have never got to go to the Space Coast and go to Kennedy Space Center, I highly suggest it. It was pretty cool because when I was a kid, it was a place that I always wanted to go to, never got to go to, but it was awesome to be able to take my boys to it. There's lots of shows that you can, or lots of movies that you can watch, IMAX movies and all these other, um, what's those things called, simulator rides, and it was awesome. But there was one thing that caught my attention about something that NASA has been doing for many years. We all hear about this upcoming launch of Artemis. Artemis's hope is to first go to the moon, but after the moon, it is a, their hope that Artemis will link up with a, another ship called Orion that will be built that will take them to Mars. The reason they want to go to Mars is because they want to see if man can inhabit it. NASA has been looking for years for a planet that is extremely similar to ours. A planet or a place that can inhabit life. The only other place that they found close that is similar in our solar system is actually a moon. A moon that belongs to Saturn. It is the only place that they've seen liquid in liquid form. Sure, some places they've been able to find ice, but it's not in liquid form. But have you ever sit and thought about the precise location of how Earth has been placed? The Earth has been placed at such a precise location that we are able to have the climate and weather that we have. This is critical for life to sustain. If it's too close to the sun, everything will burn up. If it's too far from the sun, everything will freeze. The earth is precisely located in what they call the sweet spot for where life can grow. Not only that, have you ever thought about how the earth spins? 22 and a half degrees on its axis and how that has been brought about so that we can experience all the seasons that we have. Without that, we wouldn't experience fall. We wouldn't experience spring. We wouldn't experience summer. Well, we'd experience summer and we'd experience winter, but we wouldn't have the in-between months. But have you also ever thought about how the earth is spinning and that if the earth were to slow down just a little bit that we would go flying. You ever thought about that? It's amazing to think about how the earth has been set up. 
It's amazing to think that this earth that has been created is absolutely perfect for life, but nowhere else is. Kind of makes you wonder why people think that this just happened by coincidence, doesn't it? Kind of makes you wonder why it is that people think that this whole thing, that you are merely an accident. This earth is far from an accident. This earth is a shadow of things to come. It is a shadow of what God designed it originally for. And that is life with him. God desires to be with his children. And that time that we spend with him, do you know what that's called? It's called worship. The time that we set aside to spend with him, whether it be here in this context or outside, it is a shadow of what is to really come. Even Paul knew this, and he was trying to explain this to Colossians. And the Colossians, they were talking about, you know, the rigorous forms of worship and even following the old law of worship. And in Colossians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, Paul says this. He says, therefore, no one is to act your judge in regards to food or drink or in respect to festivals or new moons or Sabbaths, Sabbath days. For those who are unaware, the new moon is what really brings about when all the Feast of the Tabernacle, even Easter, will come about. For those who've never wondered why Easter's never on the same day, it's based off of a lunar calendar. But he says nobody is to judge you based on these. And then he goes on in 17 and he says, these things are mere shadows of what is to come. But the substance is crossed. I don't want you to look at this life as an audition for what is to come. But to say it is a practice wouldn't be too far from the truth. Everything that is happening in your life is preparing you for the life that is to come. Your relationship with God is preparing you for the life to come. Because there will be a day where every single one in this room will either draw your last breath or you will be taken home to be with him. None of us are exempt. None of us are exempt. The only ones who are exempt are the ones who have never professed Jesus as Lord, Master, and Savior. They will still be taken to him. They will still see him. But their eternity, their eternity looks a lot more like this world really looks in our eyes. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's pain which this world cannot even describe. It's punishment like we have never seen. It's torment 
that never stops. But for those who have made Christ the substance, the substance of the things to come, it's a beautiful thing. Because our worship here, right now, our worship here is a mere shadow of what is to come. Tommy ain't going to get to lead the choir up there. You might. I'll ask. <laughs> no promises. I'll see what I can do, okay? Ain't up to me. Ain't my show. But it's going to be so much greater than what we're doing here. Ricky Tanner will be able to sing. Praise God. Some of you will be able to clap on beat. I'm waiting for that day. Tempo, people. Tempo. Some of us, some of us will actually respond to God in worship. And when I say respond, we will respond because we will see the awe of who he is. We will see how great and majestic and powerful he is. We will see our Savior, Savior, face to face, just like we were created to. The worship that we do here on this earth doesn't even compare to the worship that we're going to be able to be a part of when we go home. See, we live in this shadow. We live in this shadow that is just a mere reference of what's to come. But one thing that we've got to realize about this shadow that we live in, it's not bigger than what we're going to. That shadow was a reference of me. Joe's right. That shadow was bigger than me. And you know, sometimes we forget that this world is not bigger than our Creator. While it may seem it, it's far from it. It's hard for us to even comprehend, isn't it? Life other than what we experience now. It's all we know. It's all we've grown up with. What is before our eyes is what we know. You know, a lot of times, dealing, helping, trying to help parents out, dealing with their children. And this applies to my children too. And I don't think people understand this, but children practiced learned behavior. Children practiced learned behavior. Am I wrong, Brittany? The things that they imitate, the things that they do, this is things that they picked up. They picked it up from you. They picked it up from their family. They picked it up from their friends. They picked it up from social media. They picked it up from YouTube. They only practice what they know. And it's the same thing with us on this earth. We only practice what we know. And we only know a very small portion of what this earth is a shadow of. Most of the times we're too busy. Most of the times we're too overwhelmed with all the things that are going on around us. 
I mean, every single one of us, if we were to pull out our phone right now, we've got so many things on our calendar, sometimes we just need to stop and breathe. It's kind of funny, this week I was talking to one of my pastor friends, and, and he wanted to talk about Easter. And I'm sitting there thinking, dude, I haven't even got to Christmas yet, can we hold off? Can we hold off just a second? Well, what are you doing for Easter? I don't even know what we're doing for Christmas yet, okay? Really don't. I'm not, that bit, I'm not that much of a planner header. Me and Tommy have talked about it over the last couple of weeks, but there's just so much on all of our plates that it's hard for us to comprehend anything other than what's going on right now. You know, this life is nothing more than a complex roller coaster of ups and downs, loops and barrel rolls, and none of us know what's coming from one day to the next. And let's just get real. Sometimes the problems of this world they seem so huge. They seem so huge. And they become so overwhelming that it's hard for us to grasp that there is anything bigger than the problem that is laid right before us. There's a man in the Bible who had a similar situation. A similar situation to when so many bad things happened to him that it become absolutely overwhelming. All of his livestock, and he had lots of livestock, it died. All of his possessions were taken from him. Even his own kids taken from him. At one point, his wife says, just roll over and curse God. Just roll over and curse God. Because see, he was getting it. He was getting how overwhelming the pressures of this earth are. And Job, in verse 10, or chapter 10, verses 21 and 22, these are the words that he says. Before I go, and I shall not return to the land of darkness and deep shadow. The land of utter gloom and darkness itself of deep shadow without order. And which shines as the darkness. Have any of y'all ever seen darkness shine? Has anybody ever seen darkness shine? I've never seen darkness shine. Because darkness doesn't shine. But there's sometimes in this world that the darkness is so great and it is so massive that it seems to be overpowering of what is to come. I mean, let's just be honest. There's days when my hope is pretty low. You know what I mean? There's days when my hope of this world getting any better is pretty low. You turn on the news, all you hear is murder. All you hear 
is these problems coming about by different countries. All you hear are these arguments coming from our politicians. And it gets pretty low. And there's sometimes this pro- these problems, these situations that are put before us, seem greater, seem greater than the hope that we have with inside of us. Honestly, I can understand it. I can understand why people live such hopeless lives because this world is overwhelming. It's overwhelming with sickness, with death, with pain, with suffering, with betrayal. And while it is a shadow of things to come, let's just be real. A lot of times it seems bigger. A lot of times it seems bigger. But this world, this world is just a shadow of the hope that is to come. So, the shadow is a reference. The shadow seems bigger, but also the shadow is pretty dark. There is nothing that scares me more in this world than darkness. I hate it. I absolutely hate darkness. I've shared this with y'all. When I was a kid, I was scared. I slept with my mom till I was about 11 years old. I ain't gonna lie. I was scared to death of the dark. And everybody's like, why are you scared of the dark? I'm scared of what I cannot see, okay? Let's just get it out there. I'm not scared of the things that I can see because I can prepare for them. But the things that I cannot see, that scares me. That scares me. You will never see me walk into a dark room because we have this thing called Blue Ridge Mountain EMC. You flip on a switch, power comes to your house, you can see what's going on. Even going outside when I walk my dog at night, I don't walk out in the dark, I take a flashlight. Why? Okay, I've watched too many Michael Myers movies, okay? You never know what's lurking in the background. You never know what's lurking in the background. Eli, there could be clowns out there, brother. That's pretty scary, ain't it? (laughs) Ain't nothing freakier in the world than a clown, is there? Jim, you feel it too, brother. But I am still afraid of the dark. I won't lie. I'll admit it. It terrifies me. Because I can't see what's coming. But if you really think about it, all of our fears are based about this. All of our fears are really based upon what we don't see. One of my biggest fears is what the boys are going to go through in life. Why? Because I can't see it. I see how things have progressed over my lifetime And it scares me to death what they're going to encounter. But I can't see it. And I'm going to be honest with you. There's times when creepy dad goes in their bedroom at night and prays over them that I'm paralyzed. I am paralyzed with fear of what I cannot see. 
this shadow of things to come. It's dark. And you know what? It paralyzes us. It honestly paralyzes us to the point that we cannot move. It paralyzes us because we know that there's many unforeseen dangers out there. It paralyzes us because we know that there's many unforeseen problems out there. And it paralyzes us because we know that there are many unforeseen situations that we have absolutely no control of. This earth, it is a shadow. But God did something amazing to this shadow of things to come. In Luke chapter 1, verses 78 and 79, I'm just going to be honest with you. This may be the only Christmas scripture you get this year because I'm not taken away from Hebrews. I'm going to be going through Hebrews all the way through Christmas. This may be your only Christmas scripture, so you better eat it up. Luke chapter 1, verses 78 through 79. Because of the tender mercies of our God, with which the sun rises from on high, will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into a way of peace. It's true. This earth is a shadow, a mere shadow of things to come. Shadows every day come and go. They're not eternal. They're only present as long as the lot is here. And the reason that Christ came to this earth was to tell us there's more. There is so much more than right now. We can't comprehend it. We can't understand it. We don't even have the brain with to even begin to talk about how glorious and how great it's going to be to be with our Heavenly Father. And when we're there, we'll fully realize just how faint of a shadow this really was. The Hebrew writer said this. He said, it is only a shadow of the good things to come. The Hebrew people were hung up with the law. The Hebrew people were hung up with the ritual sacrifices. Why? Well, because it was a reference. But also because it seemed bigger. It seemed bigger than what it really was. But the reality is, it was darkness. And it was darkness 
that could only, only satisfy here on this earth. It brought no true salvation. That did not come to the cross. The whole reason things changed about the way I was going to present this is because of a bumper sticker. A bumper sticker that I saw on the way to Florida. And if you look at the bumper sticker and you read what it says, you will say to yourself, well, that's cute, that makes sense. But the more you think about it, it's actually why we are in the situations that we are in today. And it said to live your life in the shadow of the cross. Sounds cute, doesn't it? Sounds really cute. Something that some of us would probably put on our car. It might even be something that some of you might want tattooed on you. But regardless, it says to live in the shadow. But that's not what the cross was about. The cross was not about living in a shadow. The cross is about living in light. And the only reason that we would ever be living in the shadow of the cross is if we had our back turned to it. The only way I can see my shadow is if I have my back turned to the source that projects that shadow. And as long as I keep my focus right there, I am looking at that shadow. It's a good reference of me. It looks like me. Yeah, it's even on, it's only got four, four and a half fingers on one hand too. I mean, it's perfect. It looks bigger than me. But it's also dark. It's very dark. And children of light should never be looking into darkness. The shadow is just a reference. The shadow seems bigger than it really is. And the shadow is a dark place. And I want to remind you of something. Nothing grows in the shadows. Nothing grows in the shadows. For anything to truly grow, there has to be light. We don't live in the shadow of the cross. We live in the illumination of the cross. Because our eyes have been exposed to see how good and how great and how loving our Father is. Our eyes have also been opened to see how dark, how wretched, how bigger than life that old person is. But that cross, it illuminated our life 
And it had overshadowed our darkness. Our problem is we're in the shadow. Even as believers, even as believers, we're living life in the shadow. We're living life just like the Hebrews did in reference to things that are to come, not realizing that this world will be destroyed. I find it funny, everybody wants to talk about global warming. Read Revelations, we haven't seen global warming yet. I find it hard, I find it amusing to see that we invest so much in this world right here, knowing that this world, like that shadow, fades away so quick. I'm disturbed that many believers are trying everything in their power to live and to quote their best life now. Well, brothers and sisters, if your best life is now, then your eternity is hell. Believers, brothers, sisters, stop living in the shadow and live in the light of Christ. Well, Scotty, I don't fully understand it. I fully don't understand the light of Christ. I fully don't understand the love of Christ. I fully don't understand everything that he is. And you know what? Let me just help you. I don't either. And Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verse nine, he says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. You know what he's saying? We have a small understanding of what we even preach. That's what he's saying. We have a very small understanding of what we even preach. But when the perfect comes, and that wasn't Christ's first appearance, it's his second appearance. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child. I used to think like a child. I used to reason like a child. And when I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly. But when we're back face to face, the shadow of what things were supposed to be, I will know in part, but then know fully just as I also have been fully known. Believers, better things are to come. This world is nothing more than a reference, a resemblance of things that are to come. And while this world can seem bigger That's not the reality. But the reality is that this world is very, very dark. But the only way we see the darkness is if we turn our light back to the light. 
It's only them that we can see the shadow. It's only then that we can see the darkness. It's only then that we can see how big it is. Because if we face the light, we see how good it is. We see how life-giving it is. And we see things clearer. Brothers and sisters, stop living in the shadow. You were never meant to be there. Some of us, some hear the sound of my voice. You may be living in the shadow for a different reason. You may be living in the shadow because your eyes have never been opened to the light of the cross. Your life is darkness because you know sin has a tight grip on you. But the beautiful thing about the, what the cross illuminates is that Jesus Christ loved you so much, something we don't even comprehend. He loved you so much that he put himself on that cross. He took the punishment that you were supposed to. Why? Because he wants to be with you face to face. And if you trust in what he did on the cross, that he took on your sin, that he took the punishment, that he took the suffering, your eyes will be illuminated to the light. And you no longer have to live in the shadow. Pray with me. Father, thank you. Thank you for opening my eyes to the shadow of things to come. Father, while I am thankful to be here with my brothers and sisters and worship together in spirit and truth, I look so forward, Lord, to the day when we are gathered with all of our brothers and sisters and we are gathered personally with you and we see you face to face. Father, I can't wait to the day that I see just how big and great you are. And I can't wait to the day, Lord, to where we see no more darkness. Father, right now we live in the shadow. But we can live in the light as long as we keep our eyes on you. Help us, Father, to keep our eyes on you. Father, if there is anyone here today, Lord, who's living in the darkness, living in the shadow because they have never professed you as Lord and Savior, I pray right now that you would draw their heart to a true heart of repentance and that they would be able to see the light. Thank you, Lord, for showing us a lot. It's in Jesus' name I pray. As we stand. As I... Hey guys, Pastor Scotty Gerard here, and I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really hope that this has been a resource that's helped you grow in your purpose for God, but also grow in His glory. 
We also want to extend an invitation to you to join us here in person at Harmony Grove. We are located at 1008 Town Creek School Road in Blairsville, Georgia. We would love for you to come be a part of our service, to be a part of our small groups. If you have children, we have children's classes on Wednesday night and on Sunday morning. And all this information can be found on our website. We'd also like to continue help you in your growth with Christ. If you have a question, maybe a prayer request, or just need to talk to somebody, you can contact us in the emails below in the description, or you can also contact us through our app and through our website, which are also found in the description below. Again, we hope this has been a blessing to you because we know that you joining us today has been a great blessing to us. Thank you so much. God bless.